The views in this do not necessarily reflect the views of WKNC, Student Media, or NCSU. You're listening to Eye on the Triangle on WKNC 88.1. Good evening, Raleigh, and welcome to this week's Eye on the Triangle. It is Tuesday, November 25th, and on behalf of the EOT team here at WKNC, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. I'm Nick Savage. On Eye on the Triangle tonight, we bring you a brand new poetry corner with Selma. But first, online privacy. There's a lot of talk about it these days, but most people don't really know what it's all about. Sarah decided to break it down a bit for you. Here's her interview. Mark Weinstein is a privacy advocate, internet expert, and entrepreneur. He has a technology blog on Huffington Post and has been interviewed on a wide range of subjects, including social media use, corporate spying, the NSA, and net neutrality by countless news outlets. Today, he's joining us by phone to talk about Internet privacy. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here, Sarah. This is just such an important topic, every one of those you just mentioned. Um, And so it's great that we can get some time to talk about you know, what's important for us today, uh, what we should be watching for, and what's really happening in the world of privacy, our information, um, and, you know, companies and governments. Now, my first question is, in such a digitized world where everything seems like public information, do you think that there's anything at all that's ever private? Yeah, you know, uh, this is... And, and that's really probably the most important question of the day is it really, and I like to frame it like, is privacy dead? Do we have a chance? Um, and the answer is <clears throat> both yes and yes, we must uh, bring it back. Yes, privacy, we have a chance. Uh, and yes, we've got to take action now, all of us, uh, on campuses, in legislatures, um, everywhere. So because the risk is that our life becomes so digitized that anything you do today, any search that you make on Google, any post that you post on Facebook, no matter what your privacy settings are, is being stored and aggregated and analyzed and used and then misused. And imagine that that information now lives for 10 or 15 or 50 or 100 years. It outlives you. And that's actually what's happening. And so we've got to take action right now um, to change that. Because, you know, what I did last night and what I'm researching today, if it's a relationship issue or a medical issue or just a political issue, a political opinion, um, whatever it is, or just a casual, you know, I'm searching for a pair of shoes, that's nobody's business but mine. I'm a law-abiding citizen, and nobody should have that information. So... And what they do with it is getting kind of creepy. So we've got to look at how do we take our privacy back. So how do people then have access to this supposedly private information when it's stored? Like how can people gain access to it? And what can people learn about us that we think they can't? How do they do this? Well, um, um, you know, and we just have to let uh, our listeners know some of this data. It's pretty stunning. So it's one thing to think, oh, I'll just be careful on Facebook. 
you know, I'll change my privacy settings, and then they won't be able to get too much information on me, and then, you know, like my grandmother won't see the wrong stuff, and, you know, that job I'm applying to, their HR department won't see the wrong stuff. Um, that's not true because Facebook is also tracking us at 1,205 of the top 2,510 most popular websites in the United States. So Facebook is tracking us all over the place. So that data is then, you know, outside of that sort of realm of what they gather at Facebook, and then they can use that. Now you wonder about what, what do they know about me? Uh, the Wall Street Journal, and these are facts, by the way. I'm quoting facts by research investigative reporters. Right now I'm quoting from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the Wall Street Journal did an investigation to what does Google know about us. And one reporter said, I wonder what Google knows about me. And he did some research, and he compiled the data. He said that Google knows all of the 64,019 searches, all of the 134,966 emails that he's ever done since he got a Gmail account, um, of course, all the topics, all the chats, you know, everything he's talked about, they aggregate into a packet, all his 2,700 contacts, all the 9,220 YouTube videos he's watched. They organize it by category, by topic, by everything Google does. You know, they know his, his passwords, his documents, every subject and topic in his documents. They know everything. Now, that's a little bit too much. So we have to get away from these data grabbers because here's the fundamental problem, Sarah, and for our listeners. The problem is that we're actually not the customer of Facebook or Google or Yahoo or companies or data brokers, companies that are really in the business of data. These companies are in the business of data. Their customers are marketers and advertisers. Their product is us. We're the product. And that's what people don't realize, and that's what we have to wake up to. We're the product at Facebook. We're not the customer. They really actually don't care about us. They care about selling us. I'm not for sale. So, you know, this is where we're, you know, we're building a company like MeWe, M-E-W-E, you know, so that people can have social media and not be for sale. There's DuckDuckGo for search engines uh, for, you know, those uh, for our listeners. So you want to look at where can I go where my information is not being saved, stored, monetized and going to be around forever for employers, for grandmothers, for boyfriends and girlfriends. You know, so many relationships even get ruined online. The wrong people see the wrong stuff. Now, you mentioned that people can see the subject lines and emails, but are they also able to see the content in an actual email? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, absolutely. Listen, Facebook, not only, for example, let's, let's just talk about Facebook and Google. It's not the subject lines that I'm talking about. It's the content that I'm talking about. Google and Facebook, they have algorithms that read every word that you write. And here's something even creepier. They read every word that you write that you erase before you post. So every word in your emails. And um, there's a class action lawsuit in uh, Europe. And Google, uh, a few months ago, admitted in, in court that Gmail's not private, and if you look at their privacy policies, Gmail's not private. So anybody who's listening to us who thinks that Gmail is private, please uh, take another look. You know, wake up. Gmail's not private at all. They 
by when you agreed to their terms and conditions, you agreed that they can read everything that you write and that they can store that data, aggregate it, analyze it, and serve you ads based on it. Wow, that's crazy information. I know, right? But what about Facebook Messenger? You know how recently, like they, you couldn't, you know, you had to like download the new Facebook Messenger. You had to agree to their terms and conditions. If you know, if if we stop to read their terms and conditions. I mean, you know, they can listen to everything that we say. They're totally participating in everything now. You know, they're looking at everything, every chat that we do. You know, voice messaging, they're, they're listening to our microphone to hear what, what music we're listening to outside. I mean, it's crazy what they're doing. Which is exactly why I actually deleted that app. Good decision. Good decision. Because, listen, this is the stuff, you know, that, that even a year from now, even a month from now can affect us. We all know about people who didn't get into the colleges they wanted to get into, didn't get the jobs and aren't getting the jobs that they want because of what they do on social media. Also, the government watches, healthcare.gov, never mind the NSA. You know, we all know the NSA is watching, and then last week I wrote a uh, breaking article on um, U.S. Marshals watching us uh, and tricking our phones to check in uh, to these uh, dirt boxes. Um, but it's, it's just even healthcare.gov is watching. They have two clauses in their privacy policy that nobody reads, and it's right there. It says that they are watching us on social media, that they have agreements with social media companies, and they're looking at everything we say and do to decide if we are worthy of health care. So then what are actions that college students like myself can take to protect our privacy on the Internet? You mentioned MeWe. Can you tell me more about that and other steps they can take? Yeah, so there's MeWe, M-E-W-E, MeWe. This is a brand-new social media platform that lets everybody share, you know, videos, photos, discussions, voice messaging, uh, chat rooms, um, you know, documents even. With privacy, there's no tracking. There's, there's no, there are no tracking cookies. There's no facial recognition. There's no spying. Um, it's, it's a totally benign site, and that's because... It's based on a privacy bill of rights, and there's even a poison pill in MeWe's privacy policy that says if they ever change their privacy policy, they will tell all their members and give their members a link to delete their account if they don't like the changes. If Facebook had that or Instagram had that, they'd be out of business already. So MeWe, and I want our listeners to know that I'm actually the founder of MeWe because I'm a huge privacy advocate, and I'm one of the founders of social media. So before Facebook... And MySpace, there was a whole generation of really cool companies that didn't spy on people. And, and I built one of those companies. It was called Supergroups. And uh, we're back with MeWe, M-E-W-E, so that people can share, because technology is really cool. We love being able to share on our phones, on our tablets, on our desktops, you know, from everywhere in the world, from every corner. Um, but that sharing is for you and me. Like, Facebook looks at my likes and then serves me ads based on what I like, that's creepy. That's ridiculous. Those likes are supposed to be for my friends. Facebook invented the like mechanism so that they could get more information on us, and that's really weird. So then does MeWe operate the same way as Facebook solely in terms of, you know, the social aspect of it, but obviously it doesn't steal people's information? So MeWe is, is really a, a next-generation uh, platform. So, you know, MeWe is also works really great as a one-to-one 
device. So MeWe, you can store all your photos and your documents and your videos and then decide when to share them, where to share them, or just keep them backed up there. You know, MeWe really works on a one-to-one -one basis also. MeWe also works for a class project. Um, you know, MeWe works for, you know, a frat party where you want to share everything, but you don't want to share it on Facebook. You don't want to risk the leakage. You know, we're so tired of the leakage of using sites that pretend to be private when they're not. So MeWe is where you can be authentic, uncensored, your real self. You don't have to be an avatar. You, know, you don't have to fake your identity. You can be your real self because only people who you give permission to can see your stuff. Nobody else, not the public. Nobody else, not us. So uh, MeWe is really you know, a private, uh, we call it the world's private communication network. It's where you stay in touch with everybody you know in your real life. That's what MeWe is for. And what are other steps that we can take to protect our privacy when we're not using sites like MeWe? You know, you want to, uh, so we want to stop searching on Google. There's another really strange thing about Facebook and Google, which is they do something called curating. And you know this because you jumped off of these sites. So what curating means is that if you and I both did a Google search right now, on, um, you know, Europe declares war on Google, which Europe is doing right now. They're looking at breaking up Google. You're going to get a totally different search result field than I'm going to get based on what Google knows about you. So they want you to stay engaged. They want to market things to you. They want you to click on the links that people have paid for. So they're serving you, you know, the response based on what they know about you. So Facebook also does the same thing. You know, for people who are big Facebook users, you may notice that, you don't see all of your friends' posts um, because Facebook is deciding what posts they think you're going to be most interested in, and they want to keep you engaged because you're the product for the advertiser. So, you know, what we want to do is go to, like, DuckDuckGo, a great American company for search. And we actually offer DuckDuckGo inside MeWe, uh, but there's DuckDuckGo, there's StartPage.com, which is another private search engine. Now, the cool thing about privacy search engines is they don't know anything about you. So when you do a search, they actually give you the unfiltered uh, you know, responses so you get the right data. It's, it's almost like you know, even our political opinions can be persuaded by search results. You know, so what Google and Facebook do is really sort of powerful and, and really kind of risky to freedom of speech and everything because they're actually manipulating how we see things and think about them. That's very interesting and kind of scary. Isn't it? Right. It's like when you wake up, you know, and Sarah, here's the thing is because it's not like in your face, because you think about it, if you had somebody, if you looked over your shoulder and there was somebody following you all day and all night, whether you're in your bedroom, whether you're in your kitchen, whether you're out in the world, in your car, like they're right there with you, and they're watching everything that you do, do you think we'd all, like, freak out and call the police? Absolutely. But this is so insidious. But this is exactly what's happening. But because we don't see it, we kind of, like, are turning the other cheek. We don't mean to. But we've got to wake up because this is real, everybody. And, you know, we're lucky we live in democracy. What I said on the, my interview on Iranian TV last week, I was interviewed in Iran, and they're talking to me about American privacy. What I said to them was, look, you know, if this information gets in the wrong hands of any government, you know, where they know what searches you did, it doesn't matter if it was 10 years ago, political opinions, medical opinions, you know, um, you know things, 
alcohol, drugs, whatever, you know, just living your normal life, um, that data can be used against you. You just don't know when in your life it's going to be used against you. So we've got to change our behavior, and we've got to do it quickly. Part of changing our behavior, I think, when maybe being informed of what's going on in public policy and being informed about laws. So I was wondering if you wanted to talk about, too, like the relationship between the Fourth Amendment and the digital age or why we should care about net neutrality or what kind of current events do you think we should be aware of and how we should, you know, talk to our Senate and our leaders about how we can change these laws to better our privacy? Really important question. That's a really important question. So net neutrality, we want to just really support this. Um, This is something President Obama has come out in support of after wavering for a few years, and I've written about this in the Huffington Post. Uh, By the way, for our listeners, if you want to see things that I've written in Huffington Post, just Google my name in Huffington Post, and it's Mark, M-A-R-K, Weinstein, W-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N. Now, um, net neutrality, why is net neutrality important? It's very simple, and, and we really, really, everybody, I really want you to get this. With net neutrality, if you start a new company, Sarah, or any of our listeners start a new company, a new web company, a new product, anything, you're going to be able to get that on the web, and I'm going to be able to find it. So if net neutrality goes away, then the big guys, Google, Facebook, Yahoo, you know, Amazon, everybody, all the big companies, they're going to be able to buy uh, the pipeline, the web pipeline, and push small startups and small companies who don't have big, deep pockets aside so that it will be almost impossible to find them. They'll be able to dominate these airwaves, you know, the, the, uh, the web. So net neutrality is critical. We've got to keep it so it's equal access for everybody so that we can always find what we want to find, and it's not just the big companies that are controlling and dominating. That would be terrible for us, terrible for society, um, and really become like a big brother, like a capitalist big brother. Whoever has the most money wins on the web. So we can't have that. So support net neutrality with every, you know, everything you've got. Um, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, the Fourth Amendment, um, and I met the chairwoman of the FTC. You know, we have a, a female, an awesome female, um, chairwoman, Edith Ramirez, who's the chairwoman of the Federal Trade Commission, the Federal Trade Commission is a great, you know, supposed to be non-political, supposed to support, uh, you know, fair trade and consumers. And she's a huge advocate of privacy. And I saw her speak at a privacy conference last week, and then I met her. Um, and what Chilwin Ramirez says very clearly is that she doesn't think we can get Congress to act because there's too much money influencing Congress right now about privacy, Google, you know, Facebook, they have, they have billions of dollars, and they're buying their way through Congress. Um, so we've got to go through the courts. We've got to support and champion our Fourth Amendment rights. Um, they're real. And let's demystify the Fourth Amendment. It's very simple. I'm going to read it. It's really very fast. Here's the Fourth Amendment, everybody. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. That's it. 
That's the whole amendment, ratified in 1792, before corporations could spy on us like they're doing today, before the government could spy on us like it's doing today. We have to support this. The Supreme Court recently, this is good news for everybody listening, the Supreme Court finally supported the Fourth Amendment about six weeks ago, and they said that your cell phone cannot be searched by a police officer uh, without a warrant. So if you get pulled over, if someone comes into your room, whatever it is, you know, uh, knocks on your door at your house, they have no rights to search your cell phone without a warrant. Remember, this is America. This is democracy. Law-abiding citizens have the right to privacy, and that's what the Fourth Amendment is about. So hopefully the courts will now start to take up cases to support the Fourth Amendment. And does the Fourth Amendment currently extend to email at all right now? So the Fourth Amendment, well, this is, your computer is already requires a warrant to be searched. Okay. So um, the challenge is that um, the NSA, this backdoor policy of the NSA, um, going in the backdoor at Google, and as we are, we've talked about today, what does Google know, what does Facebook know? They know way too much about you. So when the NSA comes in the backdoor, they can just grab all that data that's organized in a packet. This is what makes MeWe different. You know, no one really can stop the NSA from cracking either an encryption code or coming in a backdoor. But the key is, what do you have for them when they come in? You know, I love America. I love democracy, and I love our law enforcement. Um, you know, we're, they help keep us safe. They're supposed to be chasing the bad guys. They're not supposed to be snooping on the good guys. So, um, you know, what we want to do is, you know, keep, you know, watching the court cases, supporting. This is where you want to support, you know, court cases, support um, Electronic uh, Frontier Foundation, um, people that are bringing the class action lawsuits um, so that we can get our privacy back. All right. Well, I think you've given our listeners a great taste of how they can keep their information more private on the Internet. But is there anything else that you think they should know or you would like to add? You know, um, we're all getting hacked like our credit cards are getting hacked. So I think it's a good idea for everybody to get their PayPal account set up, um, you know, because PayPal gives you a firewall for your credit card. So pick one credit card you want to use online and then get it set up, you know, at PayPal so it's protected. So use PayPal to access that card. <laughs> Remember, it really is a good idea to differentiate your passwords. And don't use your Facebook login credentials to go to other sites and register there because once somebody steals your Facebook credentials, then they have everything. Um, you know, so don't link accounts. Um, you can turn off geolocation on your phone. Uh, you know, and you know, remember to you know, trust your gut. Um, you know, think before you post. And start thinking about, you know, it's fun to share, right? It's fun to share parties, dinners, you know, fun things, you know. And, you know, so go to places like MeWe that let you share your life with the people you know without worrying about the government or us spying on you. Use private search engines so you get the real results. Use DuckDuckGo or StartPage, you know, and have a great time with technology. And also, don't use Snapchat, guys. Snapchat pictures don't disappear. If you Snapchat me, you know, those photos are right on my phone. They just go buried down. I can hire someone for like 15 bucks to hack my phone and find all those pictures. Um, Snapchat's already been fined by the government. PATH has been fined by the government. So, you know, pick privacy companies that mean what they say.
All right. Some great advice from Mark Weinstein. If you would like to learn more information about Internet privacy, consider going on to Huffington Post and reading a few of his blogs on technology. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Sarah. You know, thanks, everybody. And, uh, you know, have fun online. Uh, and you can also contact me at MeWe. If you join MeWe, just find me in member search if you want to talk to me more about this. Um, you know, and, you know, let's just, you know, take our privacy back. For Eye on the Triangle, I'm Sarah Wad. Thanks, Sarah. And up next, we have a new installation of Selma's Poetry Corner, which I would like to note is now an award-winning segment. Selma's feature of and response to poetry submitted by an inmate listener brought her national recognition in the College Media Association's Pinnacle Awards, announced earlier this month. The specific segment that she was nominated for can be found at collegemedia.org and at blog.wknc.org. This week, Selma brought another special guest into the studio. Everyone has a story to tell, but how they tell it differs. Whether you're a poet, spoken word artist, singer, an actor, musician, everyone has that story to tell. And here is the place to tell it. Welcome to Selma's Poetry Corner. I'm in the studio with Vaughn Dupree, an upcoming artist in North Carolina. So Vaughn, how are you doing today? I'm good. How you doing? I'm, uh, you know, doing well. We had a video shoot this morning. Had a video shoot for what exactly? Uh, new single is uh, Air Day All Night off my mixtape. Yes, and you've brought that for us today, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Vaughn, let me ask you, how did you come up as an artist? Well, uh, you know, my pops, he always wanted me to rap, and I looked at him like he was crazy. So I started when I was 18, when I went to uh, North Carolina Central, you could probably. And, um, you know, I just kind of went from there. When I started writing, my and, and also my friend was a, a producer, and we would just chill at his house, and I never really was into it. You know what I'm saying? I obviously always loved music. He had a beat, and I was like, yo, let's write to it. So all four of us wrote to it. I was nervous to write around people. So I went to the bathroom and wrote it. <laughs> and I found that I can uh, hear a beat and memorize it, you know, off firsthand. And after that, just kept doing it. It might sound, you know, other people might have different reasons, but like me... I would hear music and people would be like, that's hot. Or I would hear like, you know, people around me rap. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was kind of a motivation in that sense. And But like, I'm the type of person, I can't critique somebody else if I don't do it myself. So then I was like, well, how about I show myself and I show them? You know what I'm saying? So wrote my first mixtape and it took like a year till I got it out. I started talking to Cash Money after that. I went on tour off my first mixtape you know uh and it was from there cool well what separates your music from hip-hop um, nowadays my music like first of all when you when i want everybody to go check out his story because when you listen to it you can't listen to it one time and be like oh i i, I can critique it you know what i'm saying i can uh, be a critic you can't because like you can't find the melody you can't feel the everything that i put into it you know what i'm saying and uh the music nowadays is feels like a, a mime of some music on not all music, but it's like they're mimicking each other. You know, me, I actually have a content. Like, you won't find anything in my CD that the concept's the same. You might hear La Familia like 20,000 times, but other than that, you know, 
It's different. All right. Well, speaking of his story, why don't you tell me about this new mixtape you came out with? Um, his story is basically, you know, it's basically saying God's story for me in all walks of life. It's not so when it comes to partying, how I look at it, you know what I'm saying? How uh, when it comes to pretty much any walk of life, that's what the CD is about. You know, his story and uh, the first song, the, the intro is titled His Story. And I kind of summarize everything. Um, you know, I have fun throughout it. You can you can chill by yourself to it or you can turn up to it with your friends. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, on the hundo, that's in the clubs right now. And and then I got songs that's on pop stations. Well, what kind of message are you trying to put forth with your music right now? To me, there's I want to put that message out that like there's always a right way to do something, you know, regardless of situation. Like I've I've got uh, things lyrics in there that say about, you know, I got people around me that might carry weapons. You know what I'm saying? I I even tell them, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Don't use it. And so, the game's kind of crazy right now with like like for example, Jesus or, or God or religion as a whole is used openly now in music more so. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's used in a negative way. And me, I kind of, I put the positive spin on it. So what would you say that your favorite song on his story actually is? Um, Favorite song, it's got to be, I listen to it the most, so I'll say Every Day, All Night. I've listened to Every Day, All Night. I quite enjoy it as well. Yeah. 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 Why is it your favorite, though? Um, I think because it, it puts me in the in the mood that I really like go on a day to day basis as you know what I'm saying. Um, sometimes I'm around a whole bunch of people. Sometimes I'm not. Maybe I'm on the way to a whole bunch of people, but it might seem like I'm alone. But I'm really not. And uh, you know, the lyrics kind of go off into all aspects. So, what do you have planned up this coming year and uh, for the future for Von Dupree and Dupree Fan Productions? Well, I'm excited to say that I am taking on new management come January. Um, shout out to Native Chick, you know, the whole Dupree fam. And, uh, you know, we're lining up some toys right now with my road manager, TZ. And, uh, you know, next year is going to be pretty big. So where can our fans look you up and all the dates that are coming up with the tours? You know, all my all my social networks are at Von Dupree. Um Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, pretty much anything, you know. I'm going to be keeping uh, videos up to date on YouTube, you know what I'm saying, for everybody um, and all the different outlets. It won't be hard to find out. Well, we will definitely be keeping our eyes and ears open for that. Now, before you go, Vaughn, by chance, would you be interested in doing a freestyle? Oh, yeah. I got you. What you got for me? Uh, I got an instrumental by Mo's Death Mathematics. Uh-oh. Thank you, guys, right here. Killing the beat, all the mine on the dinner plate. My cup full of Hennessy with OJ and lemonade. Before I got the money, bought me a bigger safe. My vault's full of similes, it's your fault, you can please. Don't gas yourself, I know y'all ain't right, but I already left. <laughs> It made me come back in this pretty mother sucker feeling drunk off the pucker when y'all sitting with each other make the chicken start clucking when your homies start b***ing they have them all light we supposed to be brothers I guess so homie because I got your mother's number hot dang your conscience it's like a million shots rang me and boo was in the studio when the cops came pen still in my palm I kept writing my wait 
I kept writing my poem, but I gotta keep calm. If it's get even yawn, he's sleeping on Vaughn. Capri, just me, no you, that's all. I asked Paul, do you have any great poop on for this beat? Yeah. Hear my verse, you might forget to breathe. But I know you're still alive, cause you're tapping your feet. Thank G-O-D. DFP, Dupree, get us out the hood while I'm trapping out the bando. Knock, knock, knocking for a quarter at his window. She always wear heels, so she always keep a sandal. Scorecard, baddest woman, all tens on the panel. She keep it wax for me, so I wrap it on racks. Rapper tracks when my track drop, it's a rap. Ain't even got it yet, but still thank him in advance. Hate my confidence, but me and God just had a conference, so I'm good. I know my team gonna win the conference and the title. <laughs> I'm swinging off the Eiffel Tower, tossed I and say I'm short, but go the extra mile. Six, five guys hating like I gave them West Now, Boy, y'all crazy. My blood homie said y'all brazy. Older woman said she want to have my baby. <laughs> yep, that's a baby kooka. <laughs> Juice strapped like supers, pray for him. Club security, make way for him. Cause all my people go where I go, no way for him. If the bouncer ever trip on the clothes that I wear, I'ma tell the whole club, bring the party to my crib. <laughs> yeah, try me, dog. There's no other me, but there's others like me, dog. One of Snoop Dogg's biggest hits, he yells Snoop Dogg. So, girl, yell at Von Dupree until you need a throat large. <laughs> yeah. Dupree. Thank you very much for that. That was amazing. Yeah? No? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, Vaughn, I would like to thank you for visiting us here at the studio at WKNC. Oh, yeah. Uh, thankfully, uh, Vaughn has provided us with every day, all night. So that is what's about to happen. Now, Vaughn, before we get into that, can you please tell us where to find you? Yeah, you can find, uh, you know, some of this new stuff we got coming out every day, all night. Music videos going to be dropping in December. Uh Basically, his story, you can find that on datpiff.com, D-A-T-P-I-F-F.com, um, under Von Dupree. And, uh, you know, it's my other old, my older mixtapes up there, but you want to get this his story for a fact. Um, you know, we, we're hitting the airways with this one, so. Well, uh, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you. And this is Von Dupree, new single, every day, all night, on Selma's Poetry Corner. Second hand, more right. I like going to the bar by myself. If I holler at a girl, I holler at her myself. I don't holler for a dollar. Learn that lesson from a friend. He got a girl on a bed. Did she find out what he did? That was the end of that. And I ain't got no time for that. I was a prince, then I was crying for way more than that. I'd rather get it myself, not sit on Santa's lap. I'd rather write it myself, not go to Christmas past. Nicki Minaj gave B a T a speech. Said I write my own lyrics. I was home like preach. Y'all lyrics saying that. Y'all just got a tight B. You better think your engine never size that your song wig. <laughs> Haters talking all this week. Flip, try my people, say what you want about me. Both ways, though, mine's right for me. Even when I'm by myself, I know God got me, yeah. It seems like I'm alone, right? It seems like I'm alone, right? Yeah, any honor. But I'm never forsaken here, more. It seems like I'm alone, right? It seems like I'm alone, right? Yeah, any honor. 
but I'm never forsaken here. I'm all right. I got a heavy set, we ain't never had a light, yeah. I can never dwell on my past, yeah. I'll be working till I see my last, yeah. I feel like some of y'all niggas get paps, miss. <laughs> Is that an opinion or a fact? Rondo with it, let my team get the stats. Sleep on a booty like that thing of bean bag. Put my gloves on it, hit it like a punching bag. They only hate you when they ain't happy with their life. Americana, so I had to cut the phone late night. She told me with my hair long, I look Dominican. Said, for I got to know you, girl, you looked innocent. <laughs> with the puppy dog guys. She a virgin, but she ordered five guys. I know her cherry mind, so I try not to whine after we chill. I know I'm hitting that thing every day, all night. It seems like I'm alone, right? It seems like I'm alone, right? Yeah, every day, all night. But I'm never forsaken, I'm all right. It seems like I'm alone, right? It seems like I'm alone, right? Yeah, every day, all night. But I'm never forsaken here, I'm alright. Solo, dolo, making dinero, getting it on the hundo, hundo. We leave my dojo, then go by a roundhouse, take shots of Jack Daniels. Haiti, you talking that bull, but I'm like a pit bull, and you more cock a spaniel. Cause like a show dog, you do it for the show, you don't really want your name on the menu. <laughs> Speaking of TV, I be watching TV, like yo, who is this new fine actress? For real, I just might have my management call up her management. That's how life goes when you plugged in. I just take the advantages. I'm good with this blue shimmy, but go ahead and light up that cannabis. Excuse me for being eminent. Lord, I pray for your patience. I need your help because this girl you created, her body is simply amazing. You know my weaknesses. And you know my strengths. The enemy wishes to take my name out, but you put my name right on a blimp. Yeah. 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 Every day on me. But I'm never on It seems like I'm alone, right? It seems like I'm alone, right? Yeah. Every day on me. But I'm never forsaken here. I'm all right. Walking the streets by myself, myself, but your girl is calling myself. I don't answer cause she cheat on her man, so I look out for my future self. Haters wanting my ice cream to melt. Ice cream and Master P. Glory be to our father. My papa so cool for profit. Just cause it runs in your family, you don't gotta do it, you got other options. If you're always fighting, start boxing. I just got a new girl number locked in. It seems like I'm alone, right? It seems like I'm alone, right? Yeah, every day, all night. But I'm never forsaken, yeah, I'm all right. It seems like I'm alone, right? It seems like I'm alone, right? Yeah, every day, all night. But I'm never forsaken, yeah, I'm all right. Make it say, uh, yeah, uh. Gotta get it, gotta get it, gotta make us. Thanks, Selma. And now, here are your campus happenings for the following week. Here's what's going on at NC State. 
Every day this week, NC State students are invited to register for spring 2015 crafts classes at the Craft Center. Take a little break from the stress of academic classes and have fun. Relax and be creative while learning a new craft like pottery, woodworking, photography, glass, jewelry, silversmithing, watercolor, screen printing. I can't. I can't. I can't. Why? Why did you list every craft? Relax and be creative while learning a new craft like pottery, woodworking, photography, glass, jewelry, silversmithing, watercolor, screen printing, knitting, art quilting, bike repair, guitar, and more. For more information about classes and how to register, visit the Craft Center website at ncsu.edu slash crafts. Tomorrow through Sunday is NC State's Thanksgiving break. We would like to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, and we hope everyone's travels are safe. Due to the Thanksgiving holiday this Thursday, the city of Raleigh will not be collecting trash, recycling, or yard waste for customers whose normal collection takes place on Thursday. Instead, Thursday customers should anticipate pickup on Saturday morning. Also due to Thanksgiving, there will be no Capital Area Transit or Triangle Transit Authority bus service on Thursday. If you're looking for something to energize you Thursday evening, head on out to local band Local Beer at Tiernanog Irish Pub. The show is open to the public and will feature a singer-songwriter showcase. This Saturday, NC State football will take on UNC in the final game of the season at Chapel Hill. Kickoff is at 1230 and you can catch TV coverage on the ACC Network. For more information on these events and more, visit ncsu.edu slash calendar. For Eye on the Triangle, I'm DJ Trillian. And that's all we have for you this evening. As always, if you heard anything you liked, you hated, or anything that made you think, you can let us know and tweet at us at WKNC underscore EOT, where you can also catch up on some more local news. Also, be sure to check out our blog at blog.wknc.org, where you can also download our podcast. After Hours is up next at 8 o'clock, and you can catch another episode of Eye on the Triangle next week right here on WKNC. We'd like to thank contributors Sarah, Selma, and DJ Trillian. For Eye on the Triangle, I'm Nick Savage. Good night. <laughs>